Uh, maybe a little off the wall. What's your favorite nickname to call a, a bass? Ooh. That's a big one. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a big old Willie right there. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is the Vision Series, How to Fish in College. And this is a uh, kind of moving into our overall talking about just fishing and life and high school, college fishing and uh just chatting it up uh we're kind of done with the how to fish in college series so anyways today i'm sitting here at smith mountain lake at the lake house with two high school anglers and boat captaining for elliot not gonna try, try to pronounce your name again <laughs> elliot wigglepolsky wigglepolsky and caleb dockenhouse and uh we're here on smith mountain for what tournament is this the uh smith mountain open it's a flw bass pro open they have opens all over the country, pretty much. I think they have around 20 of them. Yeah. Um, yep. All you need is a liability form to fish it. You don't have to set up a club or anything. And a license. Right. And <laughs> fishing Sometimes. license helps, you know. Yeah, and a license. Um, but, yeah, top 10% automatically gets to go to the national championship in uh, Florence, Alabama yep. on Lake Pickwick. Yep. That's pretty. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're here for that FLW event. And Caleb is actually committed to Adrian College next year. He's a senior, Anthony Wayne. And Elliot is a junior who's also looking to come to Adrian. He's going through the recruiting process right now. So we're going to talk to them, get their stories a little bit about how they went through that, how they got to those positions, um, how they came up in fishing. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the practice today we had. Um, we had a little bit of motor issues. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You call that motor problems? Basically, just uh, blew a motor head, and a couple <laughs> cylinders, <laughs> yeah, piston banger, the whole lower unit, <laughs> basically something just, like that. Just had to get a whole new motor in general, just rebuilt yeah. the whole thing on the water. Just rebuilt <laughs> it that. was only forty six dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that uh, engines need uh, oil to run on. Yeah, you I just, you, sometimes you you kind of forget that yeah and i mean it's that's right. the thing everybody makes dumb mistakes it's just yep. there's so much that goes on in a boat and you just have to make sure everything's running properly or otherwise one little thing can waste four hours of practice exactly and that happens and uh it's a we'll chalk it up for a learning experience at least it was during practice correct it's true it could, it could have been worse it could have been worse it was during practice we got it figured out went out and caught some fish broke some fish off that happens <laughs> <laughs> check yeah. your line folks check uh, your line um, but anyways, got tournament tomorrow, Smith yeah. Mountain Lake, probably my favorite lake in the country. Had a lot of success out here in college and uh, looking forward to getting on the water these, with these guys tomorrow and uh, going out there for Anthony Wayne High School and hopefully picking up a W. I think there's going to be about 25 boats. <laughs> so to yeah. qualify for nationals, you got to be what, top? Top, top two. Top, top two. two. Yeah, first to yeah. second place. So that's, yeah, that's going to be a challenge, but it, it's doable. We had. 30 mile an hour winds today <laughs> big cold front the fish are spawning and they don't like to spawn in that so no um yeah, we didn't even see a spawning fish today we didn't, did we? Mm -mm, we didn't see a single fish on a bed we saw i mean we saw fish up shallow but they weren't locked on on anything no, basically yep. just hanging on the cover yeah uh, yeah i mean it's gonna be a grind but i think we'll be able to go out there they're pretty finicky right now use some finesse techniques some like um, shaky head flukes nico rig some some soft plastics we're not power fishing out here with like crankbaits or anything like that um definitely not with these conditions yeah it's just typical like post front stuff yeah, and right. around the spawn you're gonna have to probably get a little Slow finesse down. get a little finesse trick them into biting and uh, go from there so anyways guys that's where we're at um let's talk a little bit about 
fishing in general, how you guys got into fishing, um, maybe your upcoming, and how you got to kind of where you are now. So that way the, the people listening, especially the younger guys, can maybe say, oh, that's kind of like me or um, that's great advice. Um, and we'll start, we'll start with Caleb. So you're committed to Adrian, but let's go back to your roots, how you came up in fishing and kind of go over that. All right, so yeah, pretty much I never really, I mean – my dad took me fishing when I was little, like everybody's dad does, so just bluegill fishing. It kind of, obviously, I was a little kid, kind of got bored of it. And then I turned, I would want to say when I was about 13, 14, um, I really got into the outdoors. We camp a lot as a family. I kind of wanted to go hunting, started hunting a little bit, started hiking a lot. I was really into, like, the outdoors in general. And um, I remember like the first time I really like got into fishing, I was actually at a uh, state park in Ohio and I had a little grub on and I was catching big crappie and I thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing ever. Yep. Um, and then I just kind of like got into bass fishing, you know, saw guys on YouTube doing it, wanted to try it. I used to, I used to get paid $10 a week to clean my room <laughs> and the house. And every Saturday, I'd ask my mom to drive me to Bass Pro so I could get a new, like, Rapala Shad Wrap or something. That's like that. awesome. Same thing. Yeah. That's, that's so that's, cool. like, how it started. And then, you know, you start learning new stuff. I remember I always threw crankbaits, and it was the only thing I knew how to throw. Right. And then you eventually learn how to rig, like, Texas rig plastics. And then I remember throwing a fluke for probably six months straight because that's all I wanted <laughs> to do. That's the only way I could catch fish. And then, you know, I really got into the tournament thing. Honestly, it's been kind of like an exponential growth when it comes to tournament fishing. Sure. I really just started, like, we got our first boat, I want to say, just over a year ago, about a year and a half ago. So I learned, you know, everything that has to do with a boat, um, putting it on a trailer, pulling it, a trailer, backing it up, how to drive a boat, stuff like that. And uh, that's a big part of it, too, especially in a tournament. Um, And then I learned offshore stuff. I was kind of forced to at Pickwick. We didn't have much of a choice there. Right. You guys kind of went down there and just, you know, yeah. s- sounded like you caught a fish pretty early. Th- yeah. thought you had to figure oh, yeah. it out. We thought we had to figure it out. With that. Well, yeah, but the problem was, so I, had to, I guess I didn't talk about our first tournament. The first tournament we fished together, our first tournament, like actual tournament, um, was yeah, at uh, River Reason. Was at, yeah, pretty much Lake Erie. Yeah. Um, there were four <clears throat> footers out there that day, oh, and we were, we were in a 16 and a half foot 1984 Ranger. That was a little sketchy. It was a little sketchy. Our trolling motor is about 30 inches long. Um, <laughs> couldn't, out of the water. couldn't really hold a spot really well, but you know what? Um, we had confidence. We had a really good practice. We went out there and we're like, look, like we might not have the best rig out there, but we know how to catch fish. So yep. there you go. we did what we were confident in, jig and a crankbait, and that's just what we threw all day. Got got lucky. We were throwing some bigger size crankbaits, which I think helped us get some big, better quality bites. Um, we weighed in sixteen eleven. Got second place there out of I think like thirty seven, thirty eight boats. Yeah, thirty seven, nice. I think it was. So we're like, oh, this is easy, right? So then we <laughs> qualify for nationals. We go down to Pickwick and now first day of practice wasn't too bad. Second day of practice was a little worse. <laughs> Third day of practice was pretty bad, and then the tournament came oh, along. God, the first day of the tournament, I just remember we we took a skunk and just the discourage. Like you just we feel yeah, defeated. I mean, we had right. opportunities the first day. I mean, I feel like on any like body of water like Pickwick where there's just so many fish in the lake, you have you have missed opportunities. We oh, miss yeah, a couple sure. bites, lose yeah. a couple fish, and and it's tough. I mean, it, it's hard to. Uh, to go to a lake like that and see how good of a lake it is and know how recognized it is mm-hmm. and think okay, that gotcha. think that you can go there and just break it down and i i think uh, most people who haven't been there go the first time 
by themselves and realize, wow, this is a huge body of water. This is a huge river. There's a ton of ledges. Current is something maybe I haven't seen before. And they get in over their heads and they think, you know, hey, this was supposed to be easy. And uh, turns out it's really not that easy. So everybody kind of gets that uh, cold shoulder from a, yeah. a good lake every once in a while. And sometimes it's good because it makes you humble, makes you want to learn. Yeah, it really and, uh, makes you... I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is it's so overwhelming, especially when, like I said, we had had that boat. We out we had that boat out on a lake probably five or six times when we got to Pickwick. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. And all we ever did was beat the bank. And it, was, it worked because it was pre-spawning. And by the time we got down there, it was mid-June in Alabama. They were not pre-spawning. No, they're on the ledges. And moment. we had never fished offshore. We only had a five-inch, like, Lorance hook, too. <laughs> yeah, that was like a, a four-and-a-half-inch screen. Different ball game trying to figure out those offshore fish. Exactly. Right. We Compared had, to what we're used to. Sure. Right. And we had, we had no idea what a fish even looked like. On, <laughs> sure. You know, down yeah. skin. So it's like you think you know what you're doing, and we would honestly fish. Like, you guys gave us some spots. And right. like we caught fish on ledges, maybe we like started. Two. <laughs> we, it was a really, really, really good learning experience because yeah. now, you know, after doing it once or twice, we know what not to do, right? And we kind of yeah. know, like, yeah, eliminate eliminated a lot of stuff, right? For we, sure, like yeah. you shouldn't be sitting right on top of the flat and <laughs> for sure know, dragging yeah. it, right? So on the flat, yeah, you right. Sit so, off and, yeah. <laughs> and we learned that, like, especially with ledge fishing. um, and on most offshore fishing in general, you need to be confident in your electronics. If you're not For graphing sure. fish, you're going to waste so much time just fishing a spot just because it looks good. Like, oh, there's rock there. There's a good drop off, but there's no fish on it. There's no bait on it. Yeah, you got to find Like, you can't just be like, oh, at. that's just like, there's no, the graph's yep. wrong. I yep. feel like that was part of our problem. We right. just, we, we saw these things and we got it engraved into our head. Like, oh, this looks good. There's going to be fish here. And then we just wasted our time fishing spots with no fish that happens that happens so all right before we go into too much more technical detail about tournaments um elliot just give us a little background how you got into fishing and uh kind of got to where you are now and then we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, college fishing deal yeah so ever since day one my grandpa brought me a fishing rod to the hospital the day i was born and it was kind of it was supposed to be like a joke because my grandpa was always big into fishing and it kind of just grew from there. My grandparents lived right <laughs> I by I think the everything grew from there. You were like a baby. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're right. But my grandparents lived right by a pond, and I'd go there every other day, and we'd be – my grandpa would always take me down there, and then next thing you know, you get more and more into it and start to get more interested. And then I started looking at, like – you know, I started catching largemouth, and I was like, oh, these are pretty sweet. So then I started <laughs> figuring out how to catch them, watching YouTube videos, and you just start buying stuff and – you just want to learn more. And then we finally got the boat. I met Caleb probably 2016 My when I moved to Anthony Wayne. And <clears throat> we started fishing together from a mutual friend. And then Caleb got his boat, and it kind of just changed everything. We had to learn, adapt, <clears throat> figure out how to do all this new stuff on the boat. But, you know, we've come a long way from the beginning. Yeah, like I said, it's been like – and exponential growth. Like, oh yeah, yeah. From the beginning of when we you first got that boat to now, to where the we are difference, now. right? And our like how good we are is, it's big difference. Yeah, and right, that's the other thing sure. about high school fishing is, it's unlike any other sport because there's n- literally no limit. Like the sky is the limit because unlike basketball where like, there's like new jukes like maybe, <laughs> once every five years. Sure. 
a new rig hits <laughs> like a, a new hot rig hits the fishing market like one to two times a year right sure so yeah, there's yeah. so many learn. new techniques to learn and it's just endless yeah, yeah and endless. The different possibilities the different colors the different sizes Everything. like all right. that like, stuff so technical well yeah. you guys have definitely grown as anglers because you're both um obviously caleb you've committed to adrian to fish um elliot you're being recruited by Adrian, you've been to the bass camps. So Adrian's one of the top ten programs in the country, fully funded. Um, so that's kind of a, that's a, that that is a big deal, and congrats on that. That's a great accomplishment. Um, not to just you know put Adrian in the lights, but that is a you know fantastic job, and a lot of yeah. kids would love to have that opportunity. Yeah, so sure. let's talk about how you separated yourselves to be considered for um, those select scholarships at Adrian. Um, you know, maybe how you positioned yourself, you know, what kind of work ethic that took, um, the people maybe that helped you get there and that kind of stuff. What sets, uh, what do you think in your mind set you apart to help you attain these scholarships? Right. So I want to say that, um, I think this is an aspect of all coaches when they're looking at you. Athletic cap capability is part of, part of it, but especially in fishing, like your grades are one of the oh, biggest thing ever and especially for scholarships for any college if you have good grades if you stay on top of your grades you know i know that there's some controversy over like act sat scores but if you do good at at, at both of those things you'll get it you'll get good scholarships to any college you want to go to yeah if sure. you're able to balance those between good grades and being able right. to do what you want then i feel like that goes a long right. way right and that's the thing about any any type of sport in college especially is you need to be able to stay on top of your classes while you're on the road because for a lot of these tournaments i mean you guys are on the road for a week at a time you need to be able to keep up with your classes and i mean we're doing that in high school we miss two to three days for a tournament sometimes sure. and um obviously it's a little bit different but i think responsibility also goes along with that yeah yeah um and also how far we've grown so like a lot of the coaches seen like i met with coach on a college so, visit yeah that's that's kind of what i want to talk about so i agree with all these things you're saying now how do you show a coach that you are doing these things or that you have attained these things and obviously uh, Nick and I gave some tips in the how to fish in college series but coming from you guys how did you do that um, and where did you get in front of a coach um, and what is your recommendations well one thing I feel like that put us in front of the coach was the bass camps for sure allowing us to meet coach and stuff like that right and then you get the connection with him and you can keep in touch with him and I feel like communication goes a long way too being able to let him know how you're doing and all that kind of stuff sure definitely helps yep right and i feel like that i feel like the camps are kind of specific to adrian i don't think any other colleges really have that i think they should um but other than that i would schedule a college visit there if there's a like if there's another university as a, a fishing team there that you want to go to yep. oh yeah Ske definitely try and meet with schedule coach. a college visit have <laughs> set up a meeting with the coach and then you stay in touch you tell them how your tournaments are doing, stuff like that, and then next thing you know, yep. as long as he's and stay in contact, right? right. Oh, yeah, right. even if you they're not contacting to you, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You yeah. gotta realize that any fishing coach, any coach in general, is a busy person. Very busy. Yeah. Especially, I Traveling. especially know Coach Borton is one of the busiest. I mean, he's right. a busy coach. He stays busy, so he's not gonna text you and see how you're doing. Sure. You gotta, you, you gotta, gotta be like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta take, like, you gotta take the initiative. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. You're the one that's you know wanting to be on the team he doesn't if if you're not texting him He'll or you. you know emailing him or anything about that letting him know how you're doing or setting up meetings with him 
Yep. You know, he's not going to reach out to you because he's going to be like, oh, he doesn't care that much. Right, 100%. Yeah, he's not striving to be on this right. team. He doesn't. Yep. Right. Yeah, he. I think he – and that's one of the things that Coach Borden talks about in the podcast is, you know, the uh, passion and the determination that the angler has to show first, you know. And it goes with sponsors too. There's a lot of kids who want to get sponsors, but they don't show the passion to do it on their own before they even get that sponsor. So – it's hard for anyone to take a chance on someone like that when they aren't uh, putting their everything out there right. to make it happen and not right. let, not putting it all on the coach. Right. You know, make their life easier. Your dad was saying earlier on the car ride, you know, there's two types of people, people in your life that make it easier and people that make it harder. So if you're going to go to a coach and make it his responsibility to recruit you, yeah. then you it's just, you just made his life harder and busier. And yeah, guess what? Yeah, he doesn't want to keep up with that. But if you make it easier – um, then you're a step ahead, and yeah, that's 100%. that's what I feel like you guys have done a good job with and connecting yourselves through the bass camps and the so and and talk a little bit about the connections you made with um, people on the team because that's that's a thing that Nick and I talked about is really important and we think is a great way into um, establishing yourself as someone who a coach wants on a team is building a relationship with the existing team. Oh, for sure. I mean, if 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 a coach is looking at three different anglers, two of them, you know, one of them has some really good tournament fishes, but grades aren't okay, are, you know, above, below average. You have another guy who's pretty good tournament fisherman, but he hasn't really been staying in cocktail. And then you have another guy who's maybe got, you know, he's got a couple good finishes, a couple bad finishes, but he already has friends on the team. He's got, mm -hmm. he, he, he made friends on the team. You know what I mean? They're not yeah, like right. hometown friends. Like he, went out there made connections yeah you made those connections right and you really have to a big thing about fishing is marketing yourself yeah mm -hmm. you have to be able to go out and just market yourself to future teammates hopefully coaches sponsors anything like that so i think you know the bass camps are a really good opportunity i to, feel like that's where we got most of our connections from right i mean met grant and then nick and then he put us in connection with you and obviously now we're here right yeah <clears throat> yep it just goes a long way to have a few connections, and then that just kind of expands out from there. For sure, and For sure. everybody in the fishing community is intertwined somehow. Yeah, everybody everybody knows somebody else, so um, you have to be sociable for sure if you want to yeah, make it into sure. the if you want to make it into the. And for some people, that's circuit. tough. I mean, I, I'm kind of a natural introvert, but I understand the. Um, benefits of being an extrovert at certain times. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. so like go at those camps to be an extrovert and say hey to everyone is going to take you a long way mm -hmm. um, if that's what you want to do. And it doesn't have to come off as fake. It's just if you if you sit back the whole time and expect the world to come to you, it's just not, it's not, it's not, not how it works. Yeah. So. I feel like another thing that helps is social media connections too, like being able to connect with other people through the social media allows you to gain more connections as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's awesome stuff. Those are great tips. Like I said, congrats to you guys. Um, especially Caleb right now because you're committed. Elliot, hopefully next year. Looking looking to get there. Looking to get committed to uh, a scholarship team, uh, hopefully Adrian. And then let's talk a little bit just about fishing in general. Let's uh, maybe let's do some fire round questions here. Let's, uh, what's your PB? Because everybody wants to know what everybody's <laughs> oh, PB is. So uh, see that is. Uh, let's, let's, let's see what the PBs are. <laughs> Yeah, so unfortunately my PB is 5.8. Is that large not, mouth or small mouth? Large mouth. Okay. Not too bad. I caught it in a pond. We were throwing drop shots. Okay. Yeah, that was, I mean, a couple years ago. I'm due for a big fish oh. soon. 
yeah, maybe tomorrow. Are. Could be maybe tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, we've caught, uh, you know, dozens of four and a half. Just never, never it's, really it's went. Never over went that. over that mark. Right. Yeah. I mean, the I've caught, I've point. caught maybe one or two fives in the past. Elliot, what's your, years. what's your big? Five point nine. <laughs> so literally, it's a tenth of a pound. Is that legit? It's uh, legit too. Awesome. Yeah, that's legit. That, that's I my scale was off by a tenth of a pound. Oh yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. <laughs> scales, scales are off. It, yeah, I weighed mine with my hand. You know, yeah, uh, no big deal. So PB, ten, ten Kilo eleven. Taylor. Yeah, what's, what's your was, PB? Mexico. Yeah, maybe? ten pounds, eleven ounces. That's Mexico. So everybody puts an asterisk yeah. by that. Yeah. So, uh, but in the states, eight pound, three ounce Pickwick Ledge Monster. On an 8XD. Ledge Does, donkey. Let, yeah, it mm-hmm. doesn't get better than that. Uh, of course, it was in practice, but, you know. <laughs> it's always in practice. <laughs> yeah, they didn't it. come off. It got in the boat. You know, it came right to the boat. I mean, it's like, that's how it goes. Yeah, like, what am I going to do? I'll take it. It's, it's not a trouble. Yeah, whatever. You can't sh- it's it, an 8-pounder. It's an 8XD. Eight eight you can't just shake it off. Yeah, so. <laughs> be kind of painful. Someone asked me the other day. They said, uh, you know, if you, had, if you could take an all-expenses trip to any lake in the country to fish for a week, <laughs> Where would you go? Oh, that's a tough question. Because mm. for spring break, you see, I went to a lot of these lakes and I didn't do so hot. <laughs> um, honestly, I'd have to say Lake Chickamauga. I went there during spring break and struggled, but I think ha- if I had a week, I would have figured something out for sure. And I feel like it's fishing one of the it's one of the best fisheries right now. Like it's hot yeah. right now. It's it's an amazing fishery right. for sure. How about you, Elliot? Now, it depends what time of year we're talking here. Any time of year. So, like, like I'm talking about prime time, whenever you want to go, any bass lake in the country, or out of the country for that matter. You know, even though we didn't do so hot there, I'm going to have to say Cumberland pre-spawn. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. That's just, an interesting choice, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, just you, watching a, some of those videos, dude, they whack a lot it's, of fish. It's a diverse fishery. You can yeah. go up by the, the, the dam and catch six pound smallmouth and then you right. can go down and catch seven pound largemouth yeah, yeah just theoretically no. yeah i mean what's your favorite way to catch them no doubt a football jig okay i'm probably gonna have to go either swim jig Ooh. or like a a drop shot or something like that drop swim jig drop shot too. jig i like all those so good choices okay um maybe a little off the wall what's your favorite Nickname to call a, a bass. Ooh. That's a big one. Mm. Uh, favorite nickname for oh, a bass. About that. Yeah, that's actually a tough one. Because usually I just go to like the go-to names like Giant, Biggin. Slaunch. Yeah, Slaunch, Biggin. Yeah. Don- yeah, someone said Donkey earlier. Donkey. Yeah, that's I feel like one. it might be Donkey. Might be Donkey. I say Donkey a lot. Yeah, you That's do. a Donkey <laughs> right there. Donkey right <laughs> Look there. at the belly. <laughs> Look at the belly on that That'll one. That'll do, Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I have any, like, crazy names. I'm not like, oh, yeah, that's a big old Willie right there. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Nothing, Willie. nothing crazy We don't like want that. any big old Willies <laughs> in my boat. None of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's too many. There's too many names out there's there. There's so many names that people have come up with. I just don't even understand. One time that. I called one Big Belly Bertha. Big Belly Bertha. It's only like one and a half pounds, but this thing looked like it was about to explode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. You. Can, I think as long as you like say it with the excitement, yeah. you oh, can yeah. call bass anything. You can, I mean, you could be like. Man, tortilla. Look, yeah, look at that giant tortilla. <laughs> or, like a tortilla, like a flounder. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a giant couch. What? Yeah, I mean, it dude, works. but it's a giant couch. Yeah, it works. <laughs> you can call bass anything you want, uh, as long as you say it the right way. Um, all right, I don't know. Any more other 
good questions you guys can think of. That, that crazy need, fishing need. story from recent times. Crazy, fi- recent crazy times? fishing like story from recent years. times. Last two years. Oh, okay. I know which one I'm telling. All right, we'll go. <laughs> All right. Um, mine's definitely going to have to be when we were at Mommy Bay <laughs> State Park. And we, Caleb and I were camping there. And we were, <laughs> we were fishing this pond down there. And Caleb decides to get a spinnerbait stuck in the tree. And then one of our other friends, Kyle, decides to try and cast up there and get that one out of there. And neither of them came down. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to go climb this tree and get this out of here. So I climb up there, and I'm walking out on this branch. And I'm like, okay, it's a little sketchy, but I think it'll hold. And I get the spinnerbaits out, and I just hear it. And all of a sudden, I fall (laughs) 10 feet out of the tree, fall on my back, and roll into the water. Solid. Yeah, that was uh, that was an experience. Plus, it was like forty degrees outside, so I mean, it's not like he rolled into a seventy degree pond. Like he was cold. Oh no, it was cold. And then my mom thought I broke my neck. So. <laughs> nice, nice. What about you, Caleb? Man, last I mean, couple of years, best fishing story. I caught a pericosa sunglasses like Chickamauga. I mean, that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's actually crazy. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of cool. What I mean, about the fish you caught over? You caught no. Nah, if fish. they were like signed oh, yeah. by Brian Thrift, and yeah, you, they were like that's they caught Brian Thrift coasters. Elliot caught two fish within 20 minutes at Pickwick, and both of the fish he oh, yeah. hooked over were a over tree. a tree branch. So like within I cast 20 minutes, over a tree and it's in the water, I leave it from now on. Yeah, just I dangle just it. Swear by just that. dangle um, it over a tree. I mean, I had a one blow up on a frog after it was over a tree when I was at Harris Chain. Nice. Or spring break. Okay. Hooked it, but it came off. It was only about half a pound. But <laughs> little guy. Florida special right there. You catch yep. about 21 pounders, and all of a sudden you lose a six. There you go. There you go. And then catch a gator. <laughs> then catch a gator, maybe a snake. Yep. All right, boys. Well, you know, I think we could talk fishing all day, but uh, I think we're going to call it off here because we got a tournament in the morning. Smith oh, yeah, Mountain we Lake. Oops. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> we got to go fishing tomorrow. We got a derb to win. So, anyways, guys, I appreciate the time coming on, talking to us, talking to the high school junior anglers parents out there and uh, everybody who listens to the show thank you appreciate you guys listening go like and share go check out elliot and caleb on instagram and uh all the social media and follow them along their college fishing careers as they start up here soon thanks for thanks for having us yeah thanks appreciate it all right that's all for today we're out see you boy